I'm now delighted to be joined by one of the PDC's newest tour card holders, Mr. Alan Souter. How are you, Alan? Hi, Andrew. Um, tired after a, a long 10 days away from home, but obviously there's something to be happy about, so we're good. I was going to say, how are you feeling now? You're sat in Heathrow Terminal 5 after a long 10 days of playing darts. How are you feeling physically, mentally? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think people realise how... Darts gets a bad press for the kind of things that are going around it, but it's absolutely knackering. It's long days of darts, especially if you get deep runs into, into the tournaments, and it's so demanding, Q school, so, so demanding. So, yeah, I'm a bit burnt out, but I've got a few days at home, and then we start again. Well, yeah, definitely, and I suppose that the COVID environment makes it that bit more challenging as well, because you're stuck in your room a lot of the time by yourself, and you've got a lot of time to think and, and not doing an awful lot beyond practising or sitting there. Yeah, the, the, the bubble, do you know what, it's got two sides to it, because it's quite good that you're in a bubble and it's just there and you can concentrate on the darts. So that's a good side of it, but yeah, the, the loneliness, the, the being in your room, but I suppose you've got a dartboard on the door, everyone's got an on-tour board now, so there's no excuse to put the hours in. If you're stuck in the room for a few hours, then why not use the board and make the most of your time? Also, social media, you know, you've, everyone's got your modern technology, so you can keep in touch everybody at home and get the banter and things like that on Facebook and social media, so... It's all right. It's, I don't mind it. I've been in the military, you know, so I'm used to being away from home, so I, I can handle it. Hmm. And I suppose having Paul Brown there and the other members of the Big Five, that must be a, a comfort as well. At least you know you're with other people. Absolutely. The only reason I went to Q School because of Paul Brown and Big Five. Um, I think it would be so hard to pay for it yourself and to manage yourself. And just, you know, Paul Brown does absolutely everything for you. I can't thank him enough for what he's done. Um, it, it made it so easy. It's just about playing darts. You know, everything else is taken care of by Paul, down to every last little detail, doesn't it? Small things that would sort of maybe throw you with bottles of water, times, breakfast, but everything was just was catered for. So I'm mega appreciative of what Big Five's done, and especially Paul. It's, it's incredible. As, as far as the team goes, it's just been the best time ever, you know. <laughs> If you can't go away with John O'Shea for a few days and have a good time and have a laugh, there's something wrong because he's, he's absolutely mad as a, a box of frogs. He's crazy. But he's, he's such a good guy and he's, the practice he puts in is incredible. So it, it made me practice as well. We were just thrown at the board non-stop. Every minute we had, every space we had, every time we had, time between matches we were on the practice boards in the practice room. So yeah, and, and young Sam's joined the team as well now and... He's incredible, class player, he's banging in 100 averages, just didn't get the rewards, same as John. So, yeah, it's, it's a good mix. It fits the way that I like to play darts. It fits everything around it. COVID makes it a little bit difficult, but still a great team atmosphere. It's brilliant. Hmm. And how does that phrase, PDC tour card holder, sound to you? <laughs> I still don't really know. It probably hasn't sank in until I get home and maybe sit down and look at it. And, but I suppose I don't have long to think about it. It, it sounds amazing, you know. I went to Q School on a on a free roll, maybe on a bit of a whim. But speaking to Paul the last couple of nights, when we knew it, it was confirmed that seven points was enough, he he had confidence in me from from the start, even a couple of years ago. You know, they've been trying to get me to come and play, so the confidence that they had in me probably helped. You know, so I, I still don't really believe it. Out of six hundred and fifty players, that there's only twenty nine cards, and I got one. But I'm I'm I am delighted. Hmm. But it, it's a, it's now 
I mean, that first sort of the preschool stage, that went as well as it possibly could have done for you. You won outright on the first day, three 6-0 wins to start, and you wired the nine data. Yeah, I think that's probably, when you talk about dream draws and um, dream starts, it didn't get any better than that. Um, preparation was good. A few days before it were fine. Practice was going well. The setup in there was perfect. You know, the boards, the, the, the space, the timings. It's all perfect to allow you just to play to your ability. So, yeah, I had a couple of decent first round draws, but um, you still got to turn up and play darts, even though these guys are maybe only having 60, 70 averages. When you're expecting people to be hitting 85 to 100, it was, it was good to get me in and just settle me down and play a few of them. But then, yeah, the nine dart attempt, I'll, I'll just let people say that I wired double 12, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you won two on the first day, so then you kind of had a two-day break before coming back for the, the final block of four. Did that help you because you kind of had a bit of a rest rather than playing seven days straight? Yeah, I think so. I think I didn't have to get prepared in the venue. You know, I had um, two days on, on water, two days went for I went for a couple of walks around the venue outside on the, the, the cycle path. So a good bit of fresh air and just... Up away from the darts if that makes mm. sense I was just I was outside it but I, I was in the venue both days supporting John on his 1B as well so I was there for most of his games that I was allowed to be in for but obviously because of the bubble you were kind of kicked out of the venue straight away if you were not required to be in there but um, it was good to be there for his his win mm. um, and to make sure he got through so yeah that was that was all good I think having the two days off was good so I could just relax and practice so mm. perfect and then that, you know, on Sunday, managed to get to the last 16. And I know, you know, the result against Gavin Carlin probably was a bit disappointing for you. But was it good to get some good points on the board first day? Yeah, two two sort of sides of that. I was really disappointed to lose to Gavin because, obviously, I got... I think we maybe showed each other too much respect. We played each other before internationals and mm. Six Nations, I think. So we both knew each other and we had a quick chat before the match and then you try to switch on um, and just block out him. Um, block out the friendship but I went up and I went 4-2 up again I need to learn to close out a match of a longer format I think that's the one thing going forward for me is playing the best of 11 it's not it's not something we used to I've been practicing that for the last months and months with Ross Montgomery and all the guys in the, the global lobbies that we play in on Dark Connect but um, also playing with Nick and John and Sam online as well you know I've been practicing a lot best of 11 but still I think I can get to three and four legs and I maybe switch off a little bit but I need to then concentrate a bit more and, and put that into a victory but yeah to get two points that day was disappointing you know so if you're getting two points and you're disappointed then that's a good thing for the next day because you want to you go further and do a bit better hmm. Well I mean the next day you did go further and you did do better and got to the final and same kind of situation you were 4-2 up and then Jason came back and beat you that must have been, you know, upsetting. But did you know once that final was done and you were on seven points, did you know you were basically through? Yeah, same scenario. Disappointed to be four two up and lose. But to be honest, Jason, I think had a couple of really low legs the last couple, and the checkout in the last leg was a sickener because I was standing behind him looking, and I didn't think his second treble was in. So I thought, here we go, we'll get a shot, and then he, he grabbed his hand and turned around. I was like, no way, he got it. But yeah, we knew a couple of rounds before. We kind of knew that seven points. Um, obviously, you're on Twitter as well. We follow FDI index. So, all the scenarios he was running and the percentages he was running, we knew that 
seven points and a good leg difference was, was more than good enough. But obviously, he didn't want to put things out there and really put things on social media and that. It's it's not really the place to do it until you're guaranteed. And even on the last day, I knew, but it was still a bit nerve-wracking. But we knew that there was no scenario that could pan out that I wouldn't get a card. So the last two days were a bit of a just a go along and have a throw and, and just mm. get used to the surroundings and how it's going to pan out in the future. Mm. And I suppose one consolation in that game with Jason, obviously, you know, it got you through as well. But you were on a finish in basically all of the legs he won at the end as well. So it wasn't like you totally dropped off a cliff form-wise. Yeah, no, do you know what? I think you're in 97 out of 94 or 95 or something average. If, if if I can maintain a 94, 95 average, which I've been doing for months anyway, you know, normally 92 to 98 roughly. So if I can put that into in-person darts and not online in, in the kitchen, you know, that's it. it's a little bit different. Mm. Um, but getting back into the person-to-person darts, I'm, I'm quite happy averaging mid-90s, but I know from next week on that that has to be my and one game that you know stood out to me on the Sunday second round you played young Nathan Gervin who is someone you've had a hand in like his development he's sort of a protege of yours through Angus Darts that must have been a weird one playing him it was absolutely horrible because as soon as the draw came out and we seen how it was panned out John, John was on our board as well so we, we kind of knew the scenarios. If we both won two games, we'd play each other for the two points to win the board. So even for me and John, it was in the back of our heads that we wanted to get to play each other and guarantee we both got points. But to play Nathan, you know, the round before as well, he absolutely smashed Jared Cole off the board with an amazing performance. And going into that game, you know, Nathan beat, Nathan's beat me quite a few times in local things back home and different events. He's absolute class. He's, he's a class young player and... Hopefully in the next year or two he develops more and just gets that killer instinct about him and, and, and can he scores incredibly. It's maybe just his set up on the way down that, that he maybe lacks a bit of experience. But for an 18-year-old boy to go down there and do that, he, he, he's class and, and he's going to be there. He's going to be a good player. But yeah, it was horrible and you could tell by the averages and, and, and the way the game panned out it was it was just it was horrible to play. Horrible. Mm-hmm. On the mental side of things, do you think your background in the army and the fire service, do you think that's a help to you? Yeah, I think there's not a lot goes on between my ears, so <laughs> it's quite easy to focus on darts. Yeah, I think, you know what, Andrew, I've played darts for a long time. I've played darts for 30 years, more. So I think you learn these kind of things, you learn how to deal with different things that your opponent does, different things that markers might do. You just try and, if you're playing well, you you don't focus on things that are going wrong. If you're playing, if you're playing badly, then that's when things start to get on your mind, or you're losing a match. But yeah, I can I can kind of zone out, and I think life does give you the opportunity to put what you've learned over your careers and just your dark life to, to put things away. Yeah, it's a week today. You'll be down in Bolton for the Super Series. We've spoken about this before. Does that kind of block format of four days? Does that suit you more than you know just like an odd weekend here and there? Yeah, I think I've talked to Paul the last couple of nights about things and how we're going to do it all because obviously I've got a job and I'm I'm a full-time firefighter. But um, my, my work's really good and I think we can... It means I'll spend a lot of time away, but it also means I'll spend a lot of time at work when I'm back home. So it's just a balancing act. You know, I've got a great family at home and a great missus and Amanda, so we, we just need to sit down when I get home tonight and work out how we're going to do it and work out my shifts and work out 
how many days off I'll need and how many days I need to pay back. But yeah, the, the blocks are probably better than all these Pro Tour weekends. The blocks will be, at least it gives me an insight this first year, because I, I don't think it's going to be any different moving forward through the COVID restrictions. So we'll see how that pans out and, and see how I get on and, and I can develop and climb the rankings, hopefully. And in terms of your work, that was something I was going to ask. Obviously, you're going to continue with that for the meantime, but is that going to have to be a conversation moving forward that you're going to have to have about whether darts becomes the full-time job? Oh, it, it's not something I've really thought about. I, I, didn't, I didn't contemplate a tour card, if I'm being truthful with you. I, I didn't think... But I, I probably thought I was good enough to get one, but I didn't think, you know, you need a lot of things to go right for you. You need, you need the rubber degree and a bit of luck. So that's happened now. So maybe the next six months... We'll see how taxing it is on me, and, and if my dance performances can still stay at the level they need to be to compete in the PDC and maintain a job in the fire service. But for me, that you know, I've been in the fire service 16 years, and I could probably retire when I'm 55 years old. So I've got 12 years left in that career. So it's a tough one, you know, because I might only have two years on the circuit and, and flop. Hmm. So it's a big gamble if I, I quit my job or. or I can't really take a career break because you're not allowed to earn money outside of if you take a career break and things. So it's all stuff that we have to sit down and look at. It's it's, it's a nice problem to have, I suppose, but um, especially in this situation where a lot of people are out of employment and, and don't have opportunities that have been granted now. So I, I'll sit down and we'll make the best decision. And, you know, Amanda is backing me 100%, so that, that's the main thing for me, but also Paul as well and Steve and the, the guys at Big Five. You know, they, they've already told me everything I need to know about what they want to happen. So I'm really comfortable right now. And let's see how the next few Pro Tour series go. And then we can maybe update and change and change what we think and, and make a plan. Hmm. But I, I'll have to sit down. We definitely have to make a plan and, and come up with some targets and work out what we're going to do moving forward. Yeah. And also, I mean, when you do get to those Pro Tours, obviously you're going to have Nick Kenny there as well, who, you know, you've known for, for a long time through the international side. Absolutely brilliant. Delighted to, delighted to give Big Five a second player on the Pro Tour. We'd have liked more, you know, we'd have liked other guys in the team to join us, but it is what it is at the moment. But yeah, next, next pass, lad, and we've had so many trips away. Sorry, I'll just let the luggage cart go past. <laughs> yeah, we've had so many trips away together. You know, I've been at loads of events where we've spent loads of time together. We've spent time in bars together afterwards, and that he's a great lad. And, just a young lad, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than Nick, but we, we get on quite well and it's a good bond. And I think, you know, Celtic, Celtic countries get on well, you know, with like John being Irish, Sam, Wayne, Nick all being Welsh. It kind of just fits. It's a, it's a good mix of hmm. our Celtic sort of, Celtic chaos, as we like to call it. <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks' time, you're already in the hat for the UK Open. Something I did want to ask, have you thought about a, a walk-on song? Because I know from the... The BDO times, your first BDO world, you came up to Club Foot by Kasabian, and then 2016 of some techno number. So, what are you thinking for this time? Yeah, do you know what? It's quite funny because we've been listening to music a lot over the last 10 days, and it's, it's John has his own mix of music from back home in Ireland, and, and Paul is an absolute music man. He just loves it. So, I'm a bit more hardcore techno trance, Dutch, <laughs> German trance, and stuff. But yeah, I. You know what, the last few times I've played for Scotland, I've used Bits and Pieces, which is a bit of a Scotland theme, but it's a techno one as well, which I, I don't, I, I've not thought about it because I was actually getting slagged off by the PDC official, so my nickname, 
to he needs a new nickname because well did Such take long to come up with? <laughs> uh, they, were, they were giving me a bit of abuse, but you know Dave Chisnell's called Chizzy, so Such is, is what everyone knows me as. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big music man apart from well, obviously because the absolute Euro trash music I listen to is not really music, is it? It's just <laughs> banging loud noise. I, I, we'll, we'll wait and see. Maybe it's something we can do a, a run on Facebook or Twitter and come up with something new. We'll see. <laughs> And you'll be sticking with the nickname then? I, you know what, I've been called Suits since, since I was a young lad of 17 in the army, so it's kind of stuck. And, uh, and everyone calls me that. The only person that really calls me Alan is my boss at work, and Amanda. <laughs> Everybody else calls me Suits in the whole world. So I think that'll stick just now. We'll see. Qualifying for the PDC Tour means that your Scotland career is over and you finish with you know 50 caps for now anyway. As that chapter ends and you look back on it, what would you say was the, the proudest moment of that time? Oh, you know what? I've spoke to so many people the last couple of days about this. Um, it's it's a bittersweet thing for me because it is so good for Scotland. And I've supported the SBA and everything that happens in Scottish Darts for so long. And I want it to be the best it can be. And I think I'll still be involved in the SBA and darts in my local area and Darts Academy and try to, try to fit as much stuff as I can in but obviously I need to concentrate on the PDC Pro Tour as well and maybe practice more so the Scotland career has been amazing 50 caps is absolutely amazing and to be so high up on the all time list just right behind guys like Jockey Wilson and, and Mike Beach and Danny Cunningham is amazing I'm never going to catch Ross Montgomery because he's got another he's got 10 more years playing for our company because he's such a class player at international level and, and, and he when he does it, 2013 winning the team event at the World Cup in Canada with Craig, Gary and Ross was just, there's no feeling like that. You know, when you play that for yourself, it's good when you win things. But when you win a team event for your country and it's been streamed around the world and everyone's watching it, it's just amazing. And then obviously to be captain, proud moments, 50 caps, Scotland captain and winning a World Cup gold medal. I've, I've won a lot of medals with Ross. You know, we, it's safe to say we're the most successful Scottish internationals at Europe and World Cups in the history so I've left my mark there and it's a good marker to put down for some of the young guys coming through that can go and try and emulate what, what, what's happened in front of them but um, it, it's a, it is sad it's a sad time but maybe it can come back round I'm, I'm only 43 you know so we'll see how the PDC career goes and and, and I'll never burn my bridges or, or, or do anything silly to, to ruin anything either way so hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's happy times, but that is also a really, really sad down sort of thing when you think about that's not going to happen in the next few years anyway. No no World Cups and Euro Cups. we made so many friends with guys around the world, you know, the Italian guys and so close to the Swiss guys that we're so close to. It's just, it is a bit heartbreaking when you think you're not going to spend a lot of time with these guys anymore. And just as a last one, I know when you spoke to, to Dan Dawson the other day and he asked you about targets, you said you hadn't got any. Well, now that the tour card's confirmed and you've had a bit more time to think, have you set yourself any targets or, or dreams for the first year as a tour card holder? One target. Don't lose first round every pro tour. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's the only thing I can think about because I, I've not really sat down and thought about how it even works and where we are and how you qualify for things and rankings. I've not looked at any of it, so I'm quite a statty kind of person. I like stats, I like looking at draws, I like future things, I like looking at how you get to events. So I'm going to sit, I'll sit down now and look at it and 
can work things out. Paul will help all the way, you know, because he's on hand with everything. He's, he's he's got every stat that you need to at hand all the time. So I got full confidence in, in Big Five and what Paul Brown does. So he, he'll keep me right, and then um, he'll just let me play darts. But yeah, I need to go down to Bolton next week and and win win one game. That's my initial thing for next week: win one game, and then if we get off and running, then we, we can. We can see what we can do. Try and scare a few of the big guns, or just beat people that are um, in front of me. You know, these guys have been professionals, some of them for years and years. So let me see. But yeah, I just want to win one game, and then we'll go from there. So yeah, no target at all. Hmm. Well, I just want to say a massive congratulations to you because you know I've spoken to you before, and I've said that I thought that you had a very, very good chance. And I'm happy to say that you and Raymond van Barneveld were the only two people I actually backed to get tour cards. So I'm pleased for you, and I'm also pleased that you know this is you doing darts for yourself. This is you doing something for yourself. So you've got the opportunity to to show your talents to a wider audience now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a bad picking the Scotland captain and a five times world champion against the Kushkul Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, I think because of COVID, it has. I've been practicing a lot in, in the house, and because there's been nothing else to do, so. Um, I think it has given me a chance to sort of say, do you know what, I could probably mix it. I probably thought it in my head anyway when I watch TV events and I think I can mix it with these guys. I've played a lot of them before and I've played... It'll, it'll be exciting to go back and play with guys like John Henderson and, you know, Johnny Clayton, guys that I've played darts with for years. So, even Chizzy and Stevie Bunton and people like that. So, let's see. You know, I, I think it's quite exciting. So, I, I can concentrate on myself now. I think I need to look at more practice regimes and... and I tell you what, actually, we, we we talked a lot about this. The JDC virtual thing that we do, the JDC routine. I honestly believe that that is what won me quite a few games this week because finishing clutch doubles, clutch checkouts, crazy things like checking out 150, which is not a it's not a good combination finish because double 15, you know, it sucks. People ask anybody, 15 sucks because if you go inside, but um, a few of those checkouts, that's probably down to practicing the JDC because you're on 15s a lot, so. Thankful to Steve Brown for getting me involved in that because that, that, that's class practice and I'm going to look into that more and go that's bro. So solitary practice is, is tough. So if you have set things to follow, then yeah, I'm going to concentrate on myself and there isn't going to be any dance academy for, for months looking forward. So mm. it's good to concentrate on myself for these next couple of months and, and try and hit the ground running in the first pro tour. I wish you all the best in Bolton next week and beyond that. You've certainly got the ability to, to win more than the one game, mate. Always appreciate your time. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for your time and thanks for doing this for us.